I post the blog on Facebook kidney diseases groups and have become online friends with some of the administrators of these groups. Vasundara Raghavan, administrator of the Kidney Warriors Foundation, posted a cartoon in her group. Unfortunately, it wasn't signed. But the cartoon caught my eye, since I didn't know much about hemodialysis. I reposted it and Steve Belcher, executive director of Urban Kidney Alliance Incorporated, and another online friend, thought it was important. Bingo! I get the chance to learn a little more about hemodialysis and so do you. Starting with the obvious, we need a definition of hemodialysis. At once, I turn to the National Kidney Foundation. Healthy kidneys clean your blood and remove extra fluid in the form of urine. They also make substances that keep your body healthy. Dialysis replaces some of these functions when your kidneys no longer work. There are two different types of dialysis, hemodialysis and peritoneal dialysis. Hmm, how does it work? I was pretty sure I'd read something about that on the American Kidney Fund site. During hemodialysis, your blood travels through tubes from your body into a dialysis machine. While your blood is in the machine, it goes through a filter called a dialyzer, which cleans your blood by removing some of the waste and extra fluid. Then, the clean blood travels through tubes from the dialysis machine back into your body. To get your blood into the dialyzer, your doctor needs to make an access, or entry, into your blood vessels. This is called vascular access. Okay, now we're ready to move on to the cartoon. It's labeled complications of hemodialysis and then lists the following hypotension, muscle cramps, nausea and vomiting, headache, chest pain, back pain, itching, fever and chills. Being me, my first question was, why? Let's find out. Hypotension means low blood pressure. Dialysis Patient Citizens Education Center tells us. Dialysis can only remove water that is in your blood. Only a small part of the water weight you gain is in your blood. If your feet are swollen, edema, fluid is in your tissues, not your blood. During a treatment, pressure forces fluid out of your blood, into the dialysate, and down the drain. Some water from other compartments, Gale here, those compartments are A, in your cells and B, in the tissues in between your cells, can then move into your bloodstream, this is called vascular refilling, so it can be removed. In the 3 or 4 hours of a treatment, only so much water is in your blood or has time to move there. The machine is set to a fluid goal, your dry weight, or weight without excess water. The dialysis machine keeps pushing, even if the water is not in your blood. And this is why you may feel awful. If your blood becomes too dry, your blood pressure drops. This happens if you go below your dry weight, or even if you are above your dry weight, but the extra fluid is not in your bloodstream. You know, now that I understand there are three compartments in your body that contain water, this makes sense. Hopefully, it does to you, too. What about muscle cramps? Fresenius Kidney Care, a dialysis provider, explains. Factors associated with dialysis cramps include excessive weight gain between dialysis treatments. This excess fluid must be taken off at your next dialysis session, and you'll need a higher ultrafiltration, UF, rate to achieve your dry weight, normal weight with no additional fluid. If your body can't handle the higher UF rate, you may cramp. Overly aggressive fluid removal, cramps can also happen if too much fluid is removed during the treatment. Tell a member of your care team if you think you may have gained weight. Cutting dialysis sessions short or skipping treatments. Reduced time on dialysis can lead to excessive fluid gains, requiring higher UF rates, which can cause cramping. Too much salt, sodium, high-sodium foods in your diet can cause increased thirst and excessive fluid gains between treatments, requiring a higher UF rate. I think it would be helpful to define ultrafiltration, or UF, before we continue. Let's go to my longtime favorite dictionary, the Merriam-Webster, for this. 
Filtration through a medium, such as a semi-permeable capillary wall, which allows small molecules, as of water, to pass but holds back larger ones, as of protein. I see. So, the medium is the dialyzer, and the larger molecules are those in waste products. Is this starting to make sense to you, too? Diagram showing how blood moves through dialyzer to filter out waste. I'll bet nausea and vomiting are from the hypotension, but it's always better to be sure. Well, I was a little bit right as an article in the Journal of Renal Injury Prevention shows. Nausea and vomiting occur for various reasons upon the initiation of hemodialysis. Many patients experience these symptoms during hemodialysis due to the rapid drop in blood pressure or urea. Other causes of nausea and vomiting include fever response to municipal water and other materials, disequilibrium syndrome, anxiety, and general causes of nausea and vomiting. The multiple etiology of the effects of ESRD and its treatment on the digestive system, the patient's diet, medication regimen, and developed disabilities are also considered major causes of nausea and vomiting. Fluid overload is also associated with mucosal edema in the gastrointestinal system, along with early satiety, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. I think I found the answer re-headaches in the Annals of Indian Academy of Neurology. It was suggested that changes in the electrolytes during the hemodialysis session could be a reason for headache to develop which may be attributed to dialysis disequilibrium syndrome. When I realized I was running out of space on today's blog, I went the causes of chest pain during hemodialysis according to a site to teach dialysis techs. Ischemia to heart muscle, coronary artery disease. Anemia. Hypotension from fluid depletion. Hypovolemia, Gale again, this is volume depletion, particularly in blood volume during hemodialysis. Anxiety stress, physical exertion, illness. Blood flow rate increased too rapidly on patient with known cardiac disease. It seems that back pain, fever, and chills can all be caused by the same reasons as for those not on dialysis. However, I read repeatedly that you should still let your nurse or technician know if you experience any of these. Davida Kidney Care, another dialysis provider offers this information about itching. A common cause of itching is a high level of phosphorus in the body. Because dialysis doesn't effectively remove phosphorus, a renal diet that limits foods high in phosphorus is prescribed. Additionally, taking phosphorus binders with every meal and snacks can help. Try to maintain a phosphorus level at 5.5 or less. Staying on dialysis for your full treatment time is also recommended, because it can remove some phosphorus as well as other wastes and toxins. Well, I know a bit more about possible hemodialysis complications now. I hope you do, too. Until next week. Keep living your life.